0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know?
1: Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. I've
2: straightened my hair. I've oiled it down. (laughs) I've slicked it back. I could only find olive oil in my pantry, so... Dripping a little. The dog keeps licking
1: me. She's sitting on but plastic. i have frizzy hair today. She now has runway style hair. But the good news is she's got something to dip her bread in. <laughs> oh my God.
2: Well, I just rub my bread on my head
1: and then eat. <laughs> All she needs now is a bread chair. And then as the oil drips off her head, she just. She, eats her chair. Yes. Welcome to tell me something I didn't need to
0: know everybody. If you're still here. I'm Hada Green. I am Mary Swartz. Um I've done <laughs> nothing to <I'm>, my hair.
2: <laughs> and I'm olive oil.
0: <laughs> Popeye's girlfriend. <laughs> Okay, so family. we won't say his real name. We'll just call him Popeye for God, <gasps> Yes, I love it. Okay, your husband's name is Popeye. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Grease's word is the word is the word. It's, my girl.
0: it's got a feeling. Oh my god. All right, speaking of words, I have a word for us. Oh. <laughs> is it Grease? No, it's oil. <laughs> 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 oh. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> okay, Deipnosophist. A what? Dipnosophist. Spell that. D E I P.
2: D E I P.
0: N O S. O P H I S T.
2: Oh, Deipnosophist. Yeah. That is the religion of worshiping Johnny Depp. Of which there's a girl, and she just sued him, and she is no longer a Deipnosophist. Huh. Amber Heard. Is no longer a diagnosticist. What do you got, Hannah?
1: Well, after you spelled it, I realized that my, my definition wasn't going to work because I heard dagnophysis, oh. whatever. Okay. And I yeah. was going to say that it's someone who can't stop building dagwood sandwiches. Ooh, no.
0: <laughs> Kelly would be a dipnosticist. Someone I who has definitely
2: am not. Friends. What? Someone who has bad taste in friends.
1: I'm her friend. Wow. Ouch. What does that say about us? She considers us her friends. Like I said no. Um all right. Uh Kelly adept
2: she is, but you're not. You're I definitely, definitely am not. not. And Hannah is definitely better than
0: I am, but I don't think she's as good as Kelly.
1: Well, it's definitely not a green thumb. No. 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 Is it like eating super healthy? It is a
2: depnastophus. Somebody who eats healthy. Is it a peacemaker? No, it does have to do with food, though. Something Kelly does that you don't with food. Food. Kelly is
0: extraordinarily good at dinner table conversation making.
2: Oh. 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 All right. She is. She's very good at conversation in general. Yes, like, she even is. with kids and stuff, she always knows how to have conversations with everybody. Yes. And I told them, like, dude, you need to have a class that we need to take, because I didn't learn that skill either. Uh,
0: you know, I'm terrible at it, but she's, she is yeah. with everybody. Yep. Yes. Dinner table conversation.
1: All right. Well. All right. That's a good group. Thanks. I have a word for you, Lynn. Okay. For me specifically, Manchet. Manchet. Spell it. M A N C H E T.
0: I'm pretty sure I know what this is.
1: Okay, well, let Lynn guess first. Uh, go- um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I believe it is
2: a hat. It's a type of hat worn by men named
1: Chet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought at first she was being serious. <laughs> we should have known better. Was her mouth moving? All right, Mary, Mary, what do you think manchette
0: is? Well, my initial thought was it's that little thing you use on a Ouija board that you put your fingers on. That's a planchet. Which I realize. So I think a manchette is the one that the rednecks use, and it oh, doesn't have a yes no. or a no.
2: It has a yip or a noop.
1: <laughs>
2: Which leads me into mine. Which, which you just led me into, so I'm sorry to our listeners, but Mary brought this on you. It's something that men put their fingers on that says, yep, or no. <laughs> All right, you probably should just
0: get us off of here and give us the real well, definition. Lynn,
1: Lynn, I would just like to say this would oh. make a handy hat for you, Miss Olive Oil. A loaf of bread? Because... <laughs> A manchette is a loaf of the finest kind of wheat bread. Oh. Oh.
2: (laughs) Excellent. Carve me up a hat, please. (laughs) Instead of a bread bowl, I'll have a bread hat.
1: To go with her bread chair. Nice. (laughs) Mm. If she had a bread pillow, come morning, she'd have ready-made breakfast. Okay. All right.
2: My word is tumulus.
0: Oh, that on just tumulus. sounds dirty. What? That just sounds sexual and dirty.
2: I will tell you, it's C O N T, not C U. Okay.
1: <clears throat> well, con is bad. Tumulus is like, like tumultuous. Yeah, is what like, makes a, me think. like a storm cloud. Yes, it's a bad, bad, naughty storm. It's the kind of clouds you see when there is a dust storm coming. <laughs> It's a storm
0: cloud gone
2: wrong. <laughs> storm cloud's gone ha- wild. That's a haboob. We call those haboobs. That's a different bad word. Haboob.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Contumulus. Uh, contumulus. It is. It's when um, it's when someone with no experience joins the circus as an acrobat. I think they call that ugly. Linda's very quiet over there. Yeah. Would, would you, you like
2: want a Yes, to... yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, the contumulus staff at the diner made me laugh.
0: That was not helpful. It describes people.
2: But here's the thing is it would help if you had my small tidbit story because this place right into my story. My story oh. today is about a diner that has a contumulus staff.
1: Oh. I hmm. wonder if it's, like, Ed DeBevick's where, you know, they, like, make fun of the patrons and, you know, they sing and they dance and, you know, they put on an act. Good question.
0: Um, a contumulus staff. They all have red hair. Bingo. You're such a full... Bu- You're such, so full of <laughs> bullshit, honestly.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm leaving that in. All right.
1: the infamous is- Lynn
2: Snort. Scornful or insulting. Oh, okay.
1: I just had this totally I just had this thought. Okay. This kind of thought that you will understand. Okay. You'd be fantastic. When, you might. Be fantastic. If you owned a diner or a restaurant and every day at a specific time the staff staged a murder. Someone on the staff is gonna die. Like for real? No, they stage I love it. it. Oh my God. You end up shorthanded at that point in time. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. All right. Hit us with your tidbit, girl. Yeah, give us a tidbit. Lead right into that tidbit.
2: All right, Contumulus. <clears throat> There's an Australian chain of burger restaurants that isn't just in Australia. They're also in England. Okay. And uh, it's called Karen's Diner. Karen's Diner is known for its contumulus staff great burgers with rude service
1: oh like at de bevick's okay
2: i think they take it even further it is no entertainment at all as far as like they don't sing or dance the whole thing is they all are as rude as possible to the customers the customers are invited to be rude back if they so feel However, some people find it so fascinating that they're not, they just sit and laugh the whole time. Others just like stare in silence and videotape. A few do join in. Um, the hosts seat you with attitude, including flipping you off. Uh, the servers give you a serving of snark. Uh, the host has an attitude. It is known to be slightly pricier than you know a regular because you're paying for being treated rudely. Uh, you get a profanity and insulted, insult-laden meal. Reviews say that the food is good, though. Um, and interesting enough, it does have a code of conduct about certain types of conduct which are unacceptable, such as sexual jokes right. or jokes that really are below the belt type things. Right. They have things that just... Uh, are not acceptable at this place so it would be a fun place to go for you know with your friends maybe a bachelorette party a bachelor party type thing if you could do that that'd be kind of fun um birthday party uh but i think you should avoid it if you're going on a first date i just feel like that's probably not a first date place
0: mm, and maybe if you want to find out what
1: he's made out of so i don't ed DeBevic's in chicago sadly no longer exists um the they didn't own the building and the guy who owned the building decided he wanted to sell it but I did take the kids and lead to endometrics and this is the most memorable thing that the that the waitress did so they bring you paper hats everybody must wear a paper hat like an old-fashioned diner cook paper hat okay and she threw about eight of them at Lee one at a time and said something along the lines of not saying you have a big head or anything (laughs) wow Okay. The kids thought it was hilarious. Okay. Alrighty. Well, you have a tidbit, Mary?
0: Yeah. All right, bring us. The trash cans on Malmo Sweden's Devon Schalsbronn Bridge. Talk to the people who use them. Oh. It's part of the incentive to get people to litter less. People who toss litter into the reprogrammed bins will hear phrases like, Oh, yeah, right there. Come back quickly and do that again. And, oh, that was crazy good. All spoken in a sexy come-hither voice. A city official that was cited by the newspaper, the local newspaper, explained that the goal was to find a humorous way to get across the message and offer positive reinforcement to people who do the right thing by giving them a laugh. And to be sure, you know, whoever came up with this idea does deserve some kudos for this idea because it is pretty clever. However... Public service announcements probably shouldn't objectify women, nor should they connect women so explicitly with garbage. Wow. And all the voices were female.
1: And all I can think is, <clears throat> yeah, and then you get that insecure wife who's on the phone with her husband. and he, Oh my God, and yeah. And he tosses a piece of garbage, and all she hears is some sexy voice woman say, oh, do that again. <laughs> And he's like, "No, really, I just threw garbage away." And she's like, "Yeah, okay." Good. I'm calling the divorce lawyer now. Good point. Oh man. She
2: kills him, and then she's on our podcast, and we have to discuss the garbage can, on Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, because, a woman killed her husband for throwing Mm -hmm. away the garbage.
1: Yes, there you go. Good point.
2: All right. But Mary, I just want to bring up the fact that when Mary did that, I was like. Wow, I that's that was a seriously good sexy voice, which made me wonder, want, Mary.
1: Made Lynn want to get up you? and throw away the garbage. That's what
0: I thought. Well, Here she goes. She's throwing and, garbage now. She's trying to throw garbage at me.
2: Mary, that voice. <clears throat> Mary, have you ever worked for a one eight hundred number, a one nine hundred number, or whatever those numbers that people call to talk to sexy people? No. You should. You have a very good voice for it. Just saying. <clears throat>
1: Thank you so much, Lynn. Are we ready for a story? Is that oh, yes, not a good compliment? Let's, let's, t- a t- 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 let's, let's go down a different path here, Lynn. A
2: different path?
1: Yes. We're going to take a game and play Take a minute. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to take a minute and we're going to play a game. You ready to play a game, Lynn? I like games. This game is called Name That Jingle. Okay. And I know that you'll know it, Lynn. I have faith in you. Okay. What walks downstairs? Just me? Yes, yes, just you. What walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes the slinkity sound? A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's
2: a slinky, a slinky, a dinky, winky slinky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lynn, it's a slinky. It's slinky. It's slinky. For fun, it's a wonderful toy. It's fun for a girl or a boy. It's fun for a girl or a boy. Yes, Lynn, it's a slinky. It's a winky dinky slinky. (laughs) Oh. That jingle that is probably now running through your head on repeat, and yes, you're welcome, by the way, was written in 1962 in Columbia, South Carolina. The music was written by Johnny McCullough and Homer Fesperman and the lyrics were written by Charles Weigley. Did you know that the Slinky jingle was the longest running jingle in advertising history? I want—I would bet, <clears throat> I can't even talk right now. Hang on, I need a drink. I would bet that there is a lot more about the story of the Slinky that you don't yeah. know. But thank goodness I'm here cause I'm gonna fill you in now. Okay. Let's start with this. When is the best time to wash A stinky slinky. When
2: it's dirty. 8.30.
1: Spring cleaning. Oh, for God's sake. Spring (laughs) cleaning. Love it. In
2: 1943,
1: a mechanical engineer, Richard James, was working on designing a device for the Navy that would keep equipment and cargo steady as ships were rocked about while out at sea. He happened to knock over some of the pieces that he had been working on and watching them when they hit the floor. He found himself intrigued and amused. They didn't act the way that he thought they would, but instead they sort of bounced in an oddly satisfying, in a oddly satisfying end over end motion. He had the thought that it might be fun to play with. He thought about it, and when he arrived at home that evening, he told his wife Betty about what was playing out in his head. He told her, I think that if I got the right property of steel and tension, I could make it walk. He thought that it might make a cool toy. Now, Betty wasn't really all that sure, but she was supportive. So Richard spent the next year experimenting with different types of steel. He gets an A for effort because, wow, a year just spent playing with steel wire trying to make it walk. That's determination. Finally, in 1944, Richard successfully created something that did what he had envisioned. The neighborhood kids were certainly excited by it. The new creation needed a name, so Betty spent time poring over a dictionary. She was trying to find a word that she thought described what her husband had made. And when she made her way to Slinky, she knew that that was it. Slinky. It means sleek and sinuous in movement or outline. It described it perfectly. The fact that it also described the noise that it made was a bonus. Slink. Slink. Yeah. Richard and Betty took out a $500 loan, and they co-founded James Industries in 1945. They used a local machine shop to manufacture 400 slinkies, which they hand-wrapped in yellow paper. The slinky was made of 80 feet of Swedish steel, made into a two inch spiral. The steel was actually a blue black color and they were priced at $1 a piece. The Slinky made its way into store shelves in the area but it wasn't really exactly a big hit. It didn't really look like a toy. People didn't understand how it could be a toy. How did it work? It looked, well, boring. And so it went until the Christmas shopping season arrived. Richard convinced the Gimbel's department store in Philadelphia to allow him to set up a demonstration, and that was all it took. In less than two hours, all 400 Slinkies were sold. Now, in 1946, the Slinky was introduced at the American Toy Fair. On January 28, 1947, Richard James was granted a patent for his invention. I actually read the patent papers. Holy boring. <laughs> It's like this is a helical spring, like it's like it's so very technical, and I understand why it needs to be. But man, it was boring to read. The slinky's success continued. Richard invented a machine that could make a slinky in mere seconds, and the Jameses opened a manufacturing <clears throat> shop in Albany, New York, in 1952. Helen Herrick Malzad of Washington State sent a drawing of a slinky toy that she had envisioned to the jameses and very quickly her vision became reality the world was introduced to slinky dog helen received royalties for slinky dog of 60 to 70 thousand dollars every year for the next 17 years wow and you think back in 1957 That's a lot of money. that is a lot of money yeah slinky dog wasn't alone for long though soon there were other slinky toys there was the slinky train loco, slinky worm Susie, slinky crazy eyes, you know, glasses that yep. have the crazy bouncy eyes on them attached yep. with, yep, with little tiny slinkies. There was slinky Rudolph the reindeer, slinky three little pigs that were all attached to each other in a row, being chased at the back by the big bad wolf. There was a weird slinky game that I have a description of, but no understanding of how it worked. It was called the Slinkum Game, and it was described as including baseball, numbers, big game hunting, and a motorized slinky display. That's all scary. (laughs) I kind of wish I could find the game or like a video of it, because I can't wrap my head around it. The Jameses licensed the Slinky patent for use to other toy makers as well. And more Slinky toys followed, including Mr. Wiggles Leapfrog and Mr. Wiggles Cowboy. The company was really doing a solid business. But things weren't really so solid behind the scenes. Richard, it seems, from the accounts that I could find became, well, pretty full of himself. He really thought that he was a big-time money guy. And like many other people who aren't accustomed to having money, he began to make some questionable decisions. It seems that Richard got involved in some sort of religious group. I've read it described as a religious organization, I've read it described as a sect, and I've read it described as a cult. He began to funnel the company's profits to the group that he was becoming very deeply drawn into. He was literally blowing through a fortune. And in 1960, he left Betty and their six children to move to Bolivia, With that religious group, he asked Betty to follow him, but Betty wasn't interested, and the couple divorced. Now, Betty was left with the six children, ages 2, 4, 6, 8, 16, and 18, as well as a floundering company and a bunch of creditors. But Betty wasn't a quitter. She believed in the company, and she believed in their product. She believed that she could turn this around and that she could provide for her family on her own, and she did. Betty fended off the creditors. She took a big gamble, and using money that she really didn't have to lose, she went to a toy show in New York in 1963. She needed to remind the country that they loved the Slinky, and it worked. The Slinky was selling out again. She moved the company back to Pennsylvania to a town called Holidaysburg, and that was in 1964. Now, Betty hired those men in South Carolina to create the jingle, And soon the slinky was a must-have in nearly every home. In the 1970s, the plastic slinky was introduced as a safer alternative to the original. Safer? How is a plastic slinky safer? How is a slinky dangerous at all? Well, because apparently children like to stick the end of the slinky in electrical outlets. Didn't hurt. (laughs) Didn't hurt much anyway, right? I wouldn't know apparently I didn't do it I'm still here so the only change is actually like to the original design of the metal slinky is that they now take and they actually fold the end over and crimp it and that change in the original design is to prevent it from being thin enough for kids to stick it into a light socket or, or to electrical socket rather now I just want to say that um, if you've ever used both a metal slinky and a plastic slinky, plastic slinky is pretty damn boring, and it doesn't work the same. No, they don't. They don't. Walk. They don't walk no. right. They, they don't, don't. No. 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 They're they great don't make at making. Yeah. Beat, yes.
2: Sound. No. no, they
1: don't. It's just, it's just not the same. Nope. Slinky isn't just a mere toy, though. Slinky has been used by both school teachers and college professors as a teaching instrument in a variety of lessons. It was used by soldiers in the Vietnam War as an extended antenna for the radios. They would attach one end to their radio. They would take the other end and they would throw it up as high as they could up over a tree branch to give themselves a clear signal on the radio. That's freaking smart as hell. Right? The Slinky has been a That's part of... military smart as hell. The Slinky has been a part of an exhibit in the Smithsonian, as well as several other museums. The Slinky has even been to space on the Discovery Space Shuttle with astronaut Margaret, Margaret Ria Sedin, Sedin in 1985. She shared this about its behavior in zero gravity. It won't slink at all. It sort of droops. Slinky also makes a wonderful squirrel deterrent when attached to the pole below a bird feeder, In Case, you need to keep the squirrels and stuff off your bird feeder. We actually do. How does that work? Because when they try to climb the pole, they get to the Slinky and then they put their weight on it, it drops them to the ground. And it freaks them out and they fall off. And then they try to climb the pole and it just keeps happening over and over. There are videos, you should watch one. Okay. Slinky Dog was, of course, popular even before its debut in the movie Toy Story. But it really took off after that. Now, before the movie, yearly sales were in the hundreds. By February of 1996, after the movie was released, the sales were about 12,000 for the year. By April, they were up to 33,000. Wow. And by July, the sales had hit 40,000. Wow. In
0: 1995...
1: (laughs) Betty explained the success of Slinky by saying, It's the simplicity of it. I don't think that the fact that an original Slinky was still only priced between $1.89 and $2.69 in 1996 did anything to hurt the success either. But it was really, really important to Betty that the Slinky remain affordable to anyone. Because, as she often pointed out, there are so many kids who can't afford fun toys in this world. In 1998, Betty sold the company to Poof in Poof Products Incorporated in Plymouth, Michigan. In 1999, the Slinky was featured on a postage stamp. In 2000, the Slinky was inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame with more than 250 million slinkies sold. Now in 2001, Betty was inducted into the Toy Industry Association's Hall of Fame. In 2003, the Slinky was named to the Toy Industry Association's Century of Toys list and in 2003 Poof Products Incorporated merged with James Industries and renamed themselves Poof Slinky Betty James the mother queen of the Slinky passed away in November 2008 at the age of 90 and when she passed away You could still buy a slinky for just four dollars today more than 300 million slinkies have been sold worldwide now, can you hear the slinky as it goes down the basement stairs? Yes. I'm kind of glad her husband loved her. I know.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I just
2: think had he not had he not slunk off, that uh, she wouldn't have gotten the fame.
1: Well, and there's a good chance that slinky would have just died out. The company would have gone bankrupt. Slinky would have died out. Yeah. It wouldn't continue to be what it is today. Yeah, that's cool.
2: That was a cool story. Yes.
1: Yeah. Just something a little different. Yeah. All right. And it actually all started because I came across a thing about the fact that the adventure of the Slinky left his wife for a religious cult. It's kind of funny how we find some of our and stuff. And I fell down the rabbit hole. Hell yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you to everybody who stopped by and spent part of your day with us. We appreciate you, and we love you for that. You can find us.
2: And for those of you so- Sorry. No, go ahead. For those of you still here, I do have a thought. Some people are like a slinky. They're not really good for anything, but they bring a smile to your face when you push them down the stairs.
0: <laughs> that is true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're just going to say have a great week. We love you. Bye. Bye.
2: Walks the stair without a care and makes the happiest sound. Bounce up and down just like a clown. Everyone knows it's Linky, the best present yet to give or get. The favorite all over town. The hit of the day when you're ready to play. Everyone knows it's Linky. It's Linky. It's Linky. For fun, it's the best of the toys. It's Linky. It's Linky. The To get a
1: slinky and boys and girls more fun
2: with slinky pull toys slinky caterpillar slinky train slinky hippopotamus everyone wants a
0: slinky pull toy slinky toys are fun toys what walks downstairs alone or in pairs and makes a slinkity sound A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's Slinky. It gives a big lip, when wrapped as a gift, a very likable toy. It's falling in place, brings smiles to your face, something kids can enjoy. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, for fun it's a wonderful toy. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, it's fun for a girl and a boy and slinky mobiles with big slinky wheels and pistons that move as you go it makes a great sound when you pull it around the driver's an old timey fellow
2: a slinky dog a slinky train many more wonderful toys you tug the string they do their thing they're great for girls and boys they're slinkies they're
0: slinkies really wonderful toys they're slinkies they're slinkies they're fun for girls and boys Slinky, Slinky Dog, Slinky Mobile, all Slinky Toys
2: sold separately by James Industries. It's
1: Slinky, it's Slinky, for fun it's a wonderful toy. When walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes a slinkety sound. A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing, everyone knows it's Slinky. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, for fun it's a wonderful toy. It's fun for a girl and a boy. It's fun for a girl and a
2: boy.
0: Get a slinky in a size and color you like in metal or plastic.